This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. And as promised, we're going to get a Lions breakdown, getting ready for week 13 with Stoney, host of Stoney and Jansen show alongside former offensive lineman John Jansen on 97.1 The Ticket. And yeah, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. We're going to get into this. You know, the Lions are fascinating to me because they're a team that it just feels like halfway through last season decided, you know, we're tired of being this downtrodden franchise we're gonna be good and since that point they have won what uh 14 of of 17 games or 14 of 18 games something like that and you know it's you don't typically see turnarounds like that so you know i'm, I'm just curious as you as someone who's obviously followed this team for a long time does it does it do you kind of just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop is it almost feel like this isn't what's supposed to be happening uh, yes, people here suffer, guys, from SOL, which is same old Lions. I mean, the greatest stat in sports is the fact that you have a franchise that has won one playoff game since 1957. I was born in 58. Now, I didn't grow up here. I'm, I've been here for 36 years. Uh, I believe the franchise has been jinxed. But, hell, I mean, you guys used to be the laughing stock, and, you know, it can happen like that. But it's it, for some reason this year, it just feels – Different. They've had with Barry, they've had some good years, even with Stafford, they've made the playoffs, but they actually look like a real football team. It doesn't seem like it's fake. So we'll see what happens after Thanksgiving. It's like, oh boy, here we go. PTSD is setting in. Here we're going to go. Same old Lions. Uh, I think they're better than that. They're not as good as Philly or San Francisco or even I mean, Dallas, but I think they're a good football team and they're fortunate to play in a crap division. <laughs> well, you oh, we guys know about that too. Yeah, we, we know, know plenty about that. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned real, and so someone who's real definitely head coach Dan Campbell, who we know well too. Just uh, the turnaround that he's been able to bring there, and that attitude, the mentality—it's just really fun to watch unfold. Yeah, they've become, I think, because of him, almost like uh, in a weird way, 
America's team. Yeah. Based on based on hard knocks. I mean, look, he was mocked when this first introductory press conference with the the kneecaps and all all, all that stuff. And <laughs> but on hard knocks, you really got to see him, the coach, his coaching staff, and even some of the players. Uh, they they love him. Now, has he made a lot of weird decisions? Yeah, I think that's the uh, the Sean Payton influence sometimes. <laughs> you know, but. It's worked. They they gamble a lot. Campbell's gambles. We call them most of the time. They've been pretty successful. Nice. Uh, but it's it's just it's just weird. I mean they they hit people. They they're they're not the greatest team in the world. I mean they don't have the greatest you know quarterback, but they have good young players. And their biggest problem right now is defense. And uh, but Dan Campbell, to his credit, he's going to put all the blame on the offense. He says we got to outscore people. And uh, that's what happened uh, against Green Bay. The offense in the last two games, actually, they've uh, turned over the ball over seven times. Six of them by Goff. Three fumbles on Thursday and three interceptions against the Bears. You know, Dan Campbell's funny because I feel like Saints fans probably know more about Dan Campbell now than they did when he was a coach here, right? Yeah. And, it's, you know, especially because, you know, hard knocks and everything, I really kind of illuminated, you know, the Dan Campbell kind of personality right cuz he's he's always been that guy it's not like that's something that he decided was going to be the case when he got to Detroit and that people were going to start biting off kneecaps and stuff uh you know and obviously everyone kind of got to know Jamal Williams when he was on hard knocks a lot more than the, you know than they probably did previously and he's kind of just this right. character but you know has, has has the team kind of embodied that you know obviously Aaron Glenn is there as well as another guy we're familiar with but how yeah. how has the team kind of changed in terms of a personality with Dan there cuz it's like you either buy into that or you don't. Like it's it's a, something that could probably go very wrong if it's not embraced the way it is. Well, he's coming. He's coming from probably, although record wise wouldn't show it, but still one of the worst coaches in NFL history in, in Patricia, who the players couldn't stand. Hmm. And now the right. players love him. And part of the reason you mentioned Aaron Glenn, you look at that staff, and the, most of them are former players. And yeah. as long as they don't BS people. The players love that. They love playing for guys who they know. Now, conversely, the offensive coordinator, who everybody loves, Ben Johnson, was not a player. But you got Antoine Randall L. Uh, you got Mark Brunel's the quarterback coach. You could go on, on and on. Dre Bly, guys who play in the league, and and that says something. Uh, they they love the grit part of it, and he is he's real. You guys, you know, you know him a little bit. He's he's not phony, and I think the players really like that a lot. Yeah, definitely someone who wears, the, you know, the emotions on the sleeve kind of thing. And, I, yeah, I guess the players, like you said, respond to that uh, along with the fact that been there, done that. You mentioned the defense struggling. What's been up? Because I thought I felt like the D-line for this this unit was a, a big strength. But uh, really, I, I'm, I was surprised to see the amount of points the Lions have given up on average. Well, they, they, they've gotten very little pass uh, pressure on the quarterbacks and Hutchinson about that too. <laughs> Hutchinson's played okay right but he's getting doubled a lot and he has no help last year they had this guy James Houston came out of nowhere played with for for Dion at Jackson State and he had like what seven and a half eight sacks in like six games he got hurt in week one I believe so he's gone they they really beefed up their secondary with free agency and those guys got hurt. Emmanuel Mosley, he, he didn't play. I think he played one or two snaps. Chauncey okay. Gardner-Johnson, who you're familiar with, he oh, got yeah. hurt early. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries in, in the back half, and their linebackers are not that great anyway. Although, and one of the guys who's having his probably his best year, he's hurt. Anzalone, as you know, uh, yeah, he probably won't play. Who knows about this week? And he he won't play this week, and he probably won't play 
for a few weeks, unfortunately. How about that hand injury? Tackle, though, McNeil has been really impressive. He's good. He's good, but they have nobody. I mean, we I sit there, you. we sit there and say, God, what could have been? I mean, <laughs> if Jamison Williams comes to be fine, they traded up to the 12th pick. A lot of people said Jordan Davis this past year. Why Jameer Gibbs is really good. And they got the extra pick, so they got Laporte out of it too. But yeah, you got Jalen Carter sitting right there. I mean, I know there's a lot of off field and other teams passed on him too. So uh, that to me is a, a big deal. But they and even at the deadline, uh, sweat the price was a little heavy because yeah. you know Ch- Chicago's pick was a lot better than the the Lions would have been for Washington. But Chase Young. You could have got. I mean, him and and Hutch and bookends would have been really good, at least for one year. And even, you know, I wanted him to go sign JPP. Now you guys had him, and then he's now with Miami. <laughs> you know, Bruce Irvin, he might make his Lions debut. How much does he have at his left at his age? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we had JPP for about twelve minutes. So. Yeah, but I, I mean, come on, you got Dumbo and left. <laughs> you got the whole Aquara family in there. It's not getting it done for you. I mean, no. Um, not really. <laughs> Neither of them have played very well. But yeah, so I, you know, it is interesting. So you look at the defense, but you know, I think this game at the end of the day, it's going to be can the Saints defense stop the run? You know, if the Saints defense gets gashed on the ground the way they did against the Falcons, Oof. it's just it's hard to envision a way with the limited options on offense that they're going to have with none of their top three wide receivers that you can expect this game to be a shootout, right? So. I am curious. Obviously, David Montgomery is dealing with a foot injury. Jameer Gibbs is very good as a young player. It's a really good offensive line. Jared Goff, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I think the Saints are actually, you know, it, it's it's one of the more difficult matchups in terms of the teams and the offense. But in terms of a quarterback who's not going to try to run around, that's what the right. Saints want to face. So I'm just curious from a run game perspective, what what has kind of been your view? Where is David Montgomery? Is that injury something to actually pay attention to? Go ahead. He, he played pretty well after he got back from the injury, so he's had a few good games. Gibbs is going to be really, really good. You mentioned the offensive line. Uh, Jonah Jackson, who's a really good run blocker, not great pass protection. He practiced yesterday. He did not play against Green Bay, so that helps. Yeah, Their offensive line is a top-five offensive line, but against the Packers, it certainly wasn't. So if they can play up their potential. Ragnall's been in and out. His toes bothering him. If they – you know, Sewell's a stud – if he can do it, you know, if they can play the way they can, the, yes, they should just run, run, run when they can and then use the play action. Because if they can't run the ball, Goff is is, is very limited because he's great in play action. For the most part, he makes good decisions when he's out of play action. So that, that, that'll be very interesting. What did you guys do to Jamal Williams? It's like you sucked the life force out of him. 17 touchdowns last year. We got we've got nothing big big old bubkiss for us uh, this season. Just really surprised. I thought he was going to be you know kind of that uh, wrecking ball presence, and just we haven't seen him really materialize. Fun guy to talk to, but yes, uh, we, we we need production. Did you have a lot of anime there? Because that, that he seems to love that <laughs> yeah, um, Pokemon, yeah, uh, yeah, and all all that stuff. So he look, he was really great in, in short yardage, and he had some you know good carries as well. I mean, they got rid of both their good running backs, Williams and DeAndre Swift as well. Pretty amazing, right? So, yeah, Jamal, it is surprising. I know he got, got injured a little bit. He's still, at least for us, he was really good in short <laughs> yardage. I mean, you mentioned all the touchdowns he had. He was almost un- unstoppable. But, yeah, it is a surprise. But because they are the Lions, he'll have three touchdowns on Sunday. 
That would be nice. It would be, it would, it would be I nice. I totally to understand that. your vantage point, too, because I think Saints yes. fans feel the same way when we face former Saints, obviously, too. Yeah, but, you know, when you go back to the Saints-Lions history, I think you'll take Willie Ruff <laughs> over Pat Swilling. And although one of the, my most underrated Lion trades ever came with the Saints when we go and the Lions got Brett Perriman for like a third or fourth round draft pick. That's going way back. You guys are probably too young for that. <laughs> I know the name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because CJ, you know, like the whole CJ departure thing was kind of awkward. And, you know, I keep waiting for the revenge game. And the last two years, there's been an opportunity. They've played the team that he's on, but he's been hurt both times. And I know, you know he's, uh, he's, he's a character, as you guys know. I mean, oh, yeah. They, they put on this, they started this thing after they beat San Francisco, uh, if it be Kansas City, excuse me. We're going to wear ski masks. And that was all CJ. Yeah. We're, see, we're running in, we're going to steal, get with ski masks. And then he gets hurt. So that the scheme has thing went right down the old, that's, you know what? Right. Well, that was, a, and it's funny because that's the Saints thing. That's that started with I think Mike Thomas and uh, back in like the 2018 season. I don't even know if CJ was there. I think it was, but like that was something that they like. If you go back and you, you'll find Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram doing post game interviews in ski masks. Uh, it's kind of funny. By the um, way, curious was Ingram always so verbose when he would play with you? He's really good on TV. And so was he like that with you guys? Yeah, definitely someone in the locker room you went to and knew you were going to get a good soundbite from a great talker. You knew, you kind of got that inkling he was headed towards the media realm after after football, for sure. And, yeah. uh, and what's the deal with Michael Thomas? Man, he was so I – mean, I can't figure that out. I'm sure you guys are going through that too. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, it's it's funny. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but you know, Mike, it, it's you know, there's, there's a certain point where you you're in, you get hurt so much that it's in your head, and like you just can't get back. And you know, he's he got through nine games. I thought he looked fine. He was, but you know, it's it, the funny thing about Mike Thomas too is he's not young. You right. know, you look right. at you know the guy he replaced, Brandon Cooks, and got drafted what three years after is younger than him. It's kind of weird. You know, because uh, Brandon Cooks, it feels like he's been in the league forever. I think he got in the league in like 2014. That's because he's um, played for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the the complete opposite of like, OK, he came out of college as early as possible. And and Mike Thomas came out as late as possible. And so like, you look at it, it's like you look at the core of that group. and It's Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's I think that's what has people frustrated about the Saints right now. And it's kind of the opposite of, in terms of the, the Lions is like their core group of guys is getting older and older and older. And you're like, well, if you're not good now, you're not going to get better. Right. And and I think that's kind of the opposite of where the, the Lions are now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like your core group other than Jared Goff or your young guys. Right. I'm in Ross Brown, who I loved. I loved coming out. I think he's a great player. Um, he doesn't you know, get enough credit. Getting, no, he, does, like, he doesn't because he's, you know, he's not flashy. You know? Right. Yeah. From a trajectory perspective, it just feels like this is a team that even if it's, you know, it's hit some hard times over the last couple of weeks and you're starting to, you're seeing kind of the growing pains of a, of an NFC power trying to figure out who it is. Like we saw that with the Eagles last, like the first couple of years, they mm -hmm. made the playoffs, they lost, and then they kind of just kept, kept growing. I just, it kind of feels like that's where the Lions are right now. And I'm just curious what you think about that. 
Yeah, I think uh, we look at them as, uh, you know, we got a little carried away. We're talking about, you know, who are you going to root for in this game because, you know, we could get the one seed. Like, Eagles, Niners, who do you want? No, you want the Eagles to win. You're not going to get the one seed, okay? So maybe to try to get the two seed. I think people are the realization that they're a good team. They're they're not a great team. And they've had the benefit of some, some favorable stuff. I mean, when they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, no Kelsey, no Chris Jones. And they haven't played a lot of really top-notch quarterbacks either when you look through who they've played. So hopefully for us, Derek Carr will be the mediocre Derek Carr, but, you know, you, you know he can be really good sometimes. Yeah, the uh, that's the problem, the, the sometimes. Yeah. Uh, going, looking at that offense again, you briefly mentioned Sam Laporta, just a, a really uh, a key rookie in that tight end class that uh, was raved about so much. And just seems to be pretty productive every game. Just uh, uh, has the trust of Goff, obviously. And I don't know. It seems like five, six, seven targets a game at least. Yeah, he's not he, he, he's not a great blocker, but he's gotten better at it. And look, everybody couldn't understand. I mean, we did outside of the Detroit. Why would you trade T.J. Hawkinson? Yes, right. Well, because you don't, want, you don't want to pay him what he's now getting from Minnesota, as good as he is. If you can get somebody else, and Laporta. Not quite as good as Hawkinson right now, but it's his rookie year. Right. His production is really, really good. So that ended up being a really good move. You know, I think they're having a hard time figuring out. I mentioned this, the trade deadline. Okay, we're good. We Our record might be ahead of schedule. So why F with that, you know? So, yeah. but here where you haven't won ever, you say F the picks like the Rams did and just do anything to possibly yeah. get to the Super Bowl. What was the reaction kind of when you saw Matt Stafford win win a Super Bowl with the Rams? Was that it was, kind of it was pretty polarizing. I mean, I like him personally, so I thought it was it was okay, but there were people that, you know, you had one side that say he could never win, he can never win, he can never win, he can never win a playoff game. It's all his fault. Then there's the other side that says it's all the Lions, it's this organization yeah. of history, history, history. And basically it's somewhere in between, I'd say the reason they never won a playoff game with him and maybe 20% him because he had, you know, and people say, well, he never had a running. Okay. Reggie, Reggie Bush one year. They never, every other year they had a decent defense with, you know, Sue was really good, obviously. And he had Calvin Johnson for crying out loud. I mean, so yeah, he had good players. He had awful coaches too. So, and I'm just kind of coming full circle. We've been all over the place on this, but it's just something <laughs> it's I'm okay. about. I talked about it yesterday. I haven't even brought up former Michigan center Cesar Ruiz yet. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, but so I, I am curious because because the Saints fans are kind of going through it right now in terms of Dennis Allen and you know you're in year two and this is a very similar situation to where the Lions were with Dan Campbell and you know it's like you're looking at three thirteen and one and then one and six right any reasonable person would be like he's not the guy get rid of him and I I'm sure that that was a loud a loud sentiment at that point and and it it changed right like you're yeah. now at a point where everyone's like Dan Campbell wow he's the guy. I'm just curious. So, how loud was it at one and six, even four and seven? Like, you're not out of the woods. Like, Dennis Allen could have a team go win three games, and everyone would still be like, well, yeah, okay. But, you know, how loud was the kind of anti, anti Dan sentiment at that point? And at what point did it start to turn? Um, it had to be kind of late in the season last year. Well, I mean, the owner, uh, Sheila Fordham, she basically gave him a vote of confidence saying, look, yeah. we're, this is for the long haul because he signed a, a six-year contract. Yeah, look, there are some people who look at the record, you're right, who just want to – he's not the guy, he's a clown, he does all this stuff. You know, Harry High School, his stuff doesn't work in the NFL. And then when they started to win games, 
people started to it started to change and the hard knocks got really people into the football team too i mean they really got to say you know he's a really good guy and now he can run for mayor and win uh, and, he would, and, he, and no one would want to fight him because he's no, scary looking. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if we touched on. I'm sorry if we did. I, I can't recall. How is Anzalone looking heading into this game? Is it is it not looking good for him to no, play? I, I, no, he didn't practice yesterday. I don't think he. he I don't think he's playing at all. He, gotcha. It could be because they don't, as you know, in the NFL they won't say. My, just right. reading between the lines, and we have Campbell on every every Tuesday. I think this one might be for a few weeks at minimum. It's a hand injury. Yeah. What happened? I don't. I you know he he came out of the game against Green Bay. Uh, I think maybe maybe he broke his wrist. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know. But it's it's funny because it's like you hear there's certain appendages that you see on the injury report, and there's so I just wrap it up, put a right. club on it. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's not that simple. But all right, again, we've been talking to Stoney's host of Stoney and Jansen with former offensive lineman John Jansen on ninety seven. Point one, the ticket. And before I let you go, you know, what is your prediction for this game? I, it, I feel like there must be a good amount of confidence on the Lions side of the equation. Where do, how do you see this all playing out? Uh, I think what happened to them on Thanksgiving is probably good for them. The injury situation for the Saints is probably good for them, although, like, you know, Vanzalone not playing the Lions defense. I, for the Saints to win, they're going to really have to pass the ball a lot. And I know you got your, your receiving core is really depleted. Right. Uh, the Lions historically can't cover tight ends, so your tight end will probably be a big part of the offense. This could be a Taysom Hill game for you guys, uh, one way or the other. I, I think the Lions, they seem to play, except for the Baltimore game, they seem to play well on the road. I think they win a close game. I'm stunned, though, that they're, what, a four-and-a-half to five-point favorite yeah. on the road? Yeah. That, to me, is absurd, but those guys know a hell of a lot more than I do. Well, I mean, come on, you know, Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson, they're basically the same guy. Like they're going to be able to do all the same things that the, that the Ravens did. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's me being facetious. Now you but- guys look, you guys got to be happy. The Pelicans, Zion seems happy. They're, they're, you know, <laughs> as opposed to our sorry ass team has lost 15 straight games. In season just- champs. <laughs> that's, I'm getting, I'm getting excited. I'm going to, my, my prediction is the Pelicans win the in season tournament and then miss the playoffs. <laughs> and Zion, I'll get hurt. Right. Yeah. Right. Zion, we're still treating him with kid gloves though, too. It's like, we don't see him on back to backs. Right. We're not doing that load, load management. Right. Well, it, it worked in their favor the other night. Cause uh, oh, yeah. he didn't play. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. He, and, uh, yeah. He went off last night. It was, uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty great to see. And CJ McCollum was back, which was, uh, a good polarizing, you know, presence for this for this team. They need that vet back on the court. Well, so they they he had set like a record for the most the most points ever without missing a basket. Like he's like one of the five guys in NBA history to yeah, do that, that. Or more than thirty points without missing a shot. But then they went back and they decided that like a ball that got hit out of his hands was technically a shot. So really? now he's ten for eleven in the game, <laughs> which is like, guys, come on, what are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? The official scorer over here. By the uh, way, like, since we're all since we're all over the place, this, <laughs> like, this quarterback from around here is going to make his decision in January. Uh, Bryce Underwood between, I believe, it's going to be between Michigan and LSU. So mm-hmm. he's really, really good. But it, he's a junior this year, so he's got one more year left. Yeah, LSU is the they do transfers. They don't do they, they don't recruit anymore, and they just get transfer quarterbacks and they go and win the Heisman, and then yeah. they go on the NFL. That's what they do. That's what you know. That's what teams do now. That's what college football is all about. I mean, it's it's uh, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that or we steal signals. I don't know. Right, right. right. <laughs> winning winning a recruiting battle for a quarterback just doesn't feel 
impactful anymore. No. Like, like the Texas got Arch Manning. And it's just like, is he ever going to play for Texas? No, he's going to be there for three years. Then they're going to get a recruit. They're going to get somebody in the transfer portal. And then he's going to transfer to like Ole Miss. Yeah, or, or Tennessee, whatever one of his uncles to give, <laughs> gives him the most money. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, it's just, it's such a weird thing. But anyway, I do appreciate your time, man. And uh, as, as, as always, you know, you have, you have a good one. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Happy holidays to all the state fans down there. And there'll be a, there'll be a strong contingent. The Lions fans have traveled very well this year. So there'll be a lot of Honolulu blue and Superdome. They'll get cheap tickets. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, oh really? They're, <laughs> do you guys, I, I've been to New Orleans like two or three times and I, I told Dan Campbell on the air, I said, so tell me, have you ever been to Camellia Grill? <laughs> nothing. He said, no, I heard of it, but you know, all he talks about is shrimp gumbo. So yeah. <laughs> you can find that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Come right, in. Appreciate care. it. You too. Thanks so much again for to Mike Stone, aka Stony, for giving us that inside look. And and you know it is funny. And I and I said this yesterday. And you know it's not over for you know. And I think that's just like Saints fans kind of look at it and be like, man, how can you look at this team and see any possible light at the end of the tunnel? I think the way Mike, I'm sorry, I think the way Bobby would put it is like sometimes that light is a train and it's going to hit you. But you know, it's you look at this Lions team, and it's like this Saints team is is not anywhere different from where that Lions team was last year. Actually, in better shape. That Lions team was four and seven. The Saints team is five and six. And so, like, I'm not saying that's going to happen for the Saints, but I'm also not saying I'm I'm not going to look at it this and tell you that they're dead in the water because they're not. But they do need to come out and win a game. And unfortunately, that win needs to come against a team that's playing really well. I guess I can't say they're playing really good football, but a team that's played really good football this season in the Lions. And you got to, if you're the Saints, you're going to want to hope that that, that that defensive streak of poor plays continues against you in the Superdome. And if it does, and you can get a win. And I think, you know, we, we heard from Derek Carr, and he's like, oh, we got, you just got to win a game. And then, you know, and, and things will start to feel different. I, I like you know as stupid as it sounds it's true like every every win you get feels amazing in the NFL cuz it's hard to win and the lions are like the perfect example of that like no one in Detroit thought that team had a chance of making the playoffs at 1 and 6 i guarantee you not even the not even the most optimistic of fans would have looked at that with anything no, but the pain right yeah like their finger their fingers were head, holding just right over the button you know, and you know that's why you you're, you see GMs be patient um, because things can turn around. And while I'm not going to predict that it will for the Saints, it can. And so, yeah, I think it's a fitting team to be playing at this point. Yeah, I kind of forgot that um, you know there was another Saints connection with Mark Brunel over there too. I mean, there's plenty of Saints connections. We didn't even talk about Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like, there's there's a lot. And uh, yeah, Nephi Sewell is playing another brother. Yeah, there you go. Right, the Sewell <laughs> brothers. Too, there's too many Sewells. They're everywhere. Um, maybe it, what the Lions should do is just start collecting siblings, right? Because they already have the Aquaras. Now they can get two more Sewells. They can hire Derek and David Carr as co-QB coaches. I don't know if uh, I'm on St. Ross got any relatives, but I'd like a few of him on my yes. team. I'm on Ross St. Brown. What did you call him? Did you say um, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown. His yeah. brother is Equinemius St. Brown. He's also a wide receiver. So they could theoretically have both St. Browns. You are correct. Um, I think they should. I think that's that's how they should go about their business. 
We are brothers on the lines. The brothers. Literally. The Lion Kings. Um, all right. Let's wrap up that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to get into X Factors really quick and just kind of preview, you know, what, what, what our keys are for this game, all that sort of stuff. Thanks for hanging in there. It's been kind of a herky-jerky episode, but we, we're, we're getting through it here on Inside Black and Gold. <laughs> 